When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Susie Hunter and joined with me a trade deadline acquisition. He's just a rental from DNVR Nuggets, Brendan Vote. How are you doing? Susie, I'm great. I've missed you. I've missed this program. I haven't necessarily missed the losers lounges oh. aspect of it, but doing a show with you, I missed. It's good to be back. We don't have to call it the losers lounge. We can just call it a post game show. Game? You so- did. <laughs> air horns? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? Lost why air not? horns. Let's go. We won one game this series. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they almost won two, Susie. They almost won. T- I mean, kind of. Define almost. <laughs> It was a one-run game that <laughs> was, one time. It was one. Who is to say what is almost? But yeah, the Rockies drop this one today, seven to three against the Dodgers. But it was Ryan McMahon bobblehead day. Feast your eyes. Look at him. Front and, I know and center. We've got a graphic picture because I got up close in there. I think it looks a lot like him, Brendan. What do you think? It actually looks surprisingly like him. I, when I saw this in the rundown, I was prepared for a, a hideous bobblehead. <laughs> Because these are easy to screw up. Apparently, I've never tried to make a bobblehead. I've seen many people try and fail. I think this thing is is eerily on point. Maybe it's, maybe some skin shade issues, but that that's that's classic. He for looks a a, he looks a little too tan. The hat, that's true. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a little he's a little darker than he is in real life. He <laughs> looks like he got a little a little tan. A but it looks tan. good. It's a, they got the jawline jawline right. That's important. That, big, big straw jawline for me. Yeah, the ears. Oh, it's great. So yeah, head over to our Twitter if you have no idea what we're talking about and you are listening to us as a podcast. But some more, some more Rockies news today. Should we get into our king of the game? Because this was the one bright spot I feel like in today's game. Yeah, our let's king do of the it. game, Randall Grichik. He's been rolling. He has been rolling. He is two. He was two for four today, which you know doesn't sound amazing, but he had two RBI and he is on an eight-game hit streak. So he is. I think you were saying before we were talking during the game. He's streaky. He's a streaky hitter, mm-hmm. and I remember that from his Cardinal days. But when he's on, he's on. He can really produce. And they, they, they needed it in this series. Didn't manifest in wins, unfortunately. But he was he virtually single-handedly kept them in this offensively. Uh, it's been a good week for him. It was a great weekend for him. Unfortunately, it didn't, uh, didn't culminate in anything positive today. Yeah. Um, and speaking of not 
positive. We did see a debut on the Dodgers end. Mm. Uh, outfielder uh, James Outman made his MLB debut, and in his very first at-bat, hits a two-run homer off Marquez. He walloped that thing. W- walloped, No doubter. Sure. And first of all, that's a great last name for baseball. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good. too good to be true. Uh, I wish he would have been out, man, but he went, uh, he went out of here, man. How am I doing? There's that no was, Patrick, that was so good. I just got to hammer I know, up. I know. We yeah. have a a void here I have with to fill it. the bad puns, the bad jokes. By the way, in case you were wondering, Patrick is in San Diego right now, ahead of the Padres series, ahead of the trade deadline. He's already there. He'll be joining us in a little bit Lit. to check in. I miss him. Tell us what he's up to. I miss him, too. I haven't seen him in a couple of days at this point. So I assume Outman's family, like every other Dodgers fan, was there today, correct? They were there, yes. Cool. I know that they made it onto TV on the Dodgers broadcast. Uh, yeah, they were pretty excited. They were a little bit behind home plate. They were pretty loud. <laughs> it is a cool thing. I mean, you hate when it's the Dodgers at the Rockies, but a major league debut with a home run is as good as it gets. And that family shot's always fun. I actually felt good about it in the moment for a second, and then I checked the scoreboard, and I was like, "Yeah, that's tough. I could have lived with it if um, he made an out, man. If he made it out, man. Um, Another thing that we got to keep an eye on, um, Chris Bryant left the game early with foot soreness. We know that he's been suffering from plantar fasciitis, but he left the game. But he said he wants to keep an eye on it because it's going to be bothersome going forward until it's resolved. That's that sounds ominous to me. Yeah. And I know like plantar fasciitis from what I've heard about it, you know, maybe it's sometimes it's not a huge deal, sometimes it can really sideline you, but he did say specifically that he can absolutely stay in the lineup in a DH role. So, something to keep an eye on. And I was kind of surprised that he didn't start that way in terms of returning just because you know the foot issues there look if he says he's good to go he's good to go this is a fickle issue so hard to have your finger on the pulse of it but you know you see him in left he makes that great play today tracking that ball down but you're thinking that's a lot of work Mm -hmm. for a fellow whose foot's hurting and you hope for the best but like the back thing this is the kind of injury that can linger that can Mm -hmm. flare up that can just sort of be a pain in the ass for long stretches of the season so it's been a really tough start. It's been a really tough start to this contract. And you got to feel for Chris Bryant, who is supremely talented. And the back half of his career is probably not going as he planned. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he expected a, a much different situation heading into this big contract with the Rockies. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm a little concerned, but, you know, let's hope he pulls through. Um Speaking of pulling through, I'm not as good at segues as Patrick is. Yeah, that's all um, right. Brian Servan had a great home run off the very first pitch in the Rockies' half of the third inning. Yeah, almost felt like it was going to maybe change the complexion of the game. Obviously, the Dodgers, Outman hits that pop, you're up 2 nothing. they're up 2 nothing, and you're thinking, just don't be a long afternoon, <laughs> you know? Just don't be. It's been a tough series. It has And then been. immediately he serves one to left to sort of restore hope and and – He's got some pop in that bat. I mean, it's not the most complete hitter in the world, but when he gets a hold of one, uh, you definitely see why he's a major leaguer. Yeah, it was funny. When I saw Outman hit that home run, I'm like, oh, no, is he trying to outdo Servin's debut? I know, I know. But then Servin, hey, he he got one back. He's like, no, no, this is my house. I'm hitting the homers here. I find myself rooting particularly hard for Servin. I'm not sure what it is, but he's. I'm in his corner. 
So now you know, Brian. Now you know. He's a likable dude. Former yard goat. He is. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's your speed, Susie. Yes, exactly. Um, sad news, though. Maybe Yeah, devastating news. Ryan McMahon went 0 for 4 on his bobblehead day. That is a bummer. That is the advanced analytics that I need in my life. You know, how do how do hitters typically perform on bobblehead, bobblehead day? Is that is this an overperformance, an underperformance, or on par? It, was he feeling the pressure? Did you get a chance to ask him that? You know what? I didn't get a chance to ask him, but he didn't seem like he was under pressure before Probably the game. Not. He he seemed pretty. The fun thing about uh, the game, though, was the uh, camera crew at Coors Field placed the Rymac bobblehead in all different parts of the park. Nice. And also on the scoreboard, instead of showing his picture like it does for everyone bobblehead. else, they showed a picture of the bobblehead. Smart. Which kind of was scary. They still get the ballpark <laughs> experience, right? Don't they? Our Rockies. It was, yeah. They're, they truly, truly get the ballpark experience for sure. But yeah, that was a tough, tough series against the Dodgers. Um Got the win on Saturday night, though, so that was really fun. And there were 47,000-plus fans there to right. see that win. A lot of them were Dodger fans. Yeah, but... <laughs> but it was full. Yeah, it was a weird series. I mean, to make it about today again, mm -hmm. it was almost classic Rockies. They can't either seem to fully pull themselves back over the ledge or let go of the rope. Every time they get to about that 9-10 game <laughs> spot, they're like, we're going to beat a good team now. And you're like, where'd that come from? And they almost did that again today. And a split would have been hilariously on brand for this team. But that just, what was it? The uh, the botched double play? Yeah. With uh, For Brendan Rodgers there mm -hmm. in the top of the uh, top of the fourth. And you're just like, man, just let all the, the wind out of the sails. This was a tough series. But it was cool to see them get one for sure. Yeah. Oh, James Partney. Uh Frequent commenter has something to say about plantar fasciitis. Oh. He says it seems to always want to stick around. Are you a podiatrist? Are he's, there any podiatrists? <laughs> do we have a, do right we have a doctor on this airplane? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You could just, on the internet, if you say it really confidently enough, you can yes. sound like an expert in anything. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's, if that, it seems to be the case anecdotally, it is usually one of those injuries like, like a back injury or a hamstring injury, hamstring injury where, Okay, maybe the player says they're feeling better that one day, but you don't know till you get back out there and the soreness just flares up and comes and goes. So it is another yeesh injury yeesh. for Mr. Bryant. Yeesh. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, oh, also, so let's get into this weekend, shall we? How many uh, games? Did you catch all the games this I weekend? I caught two games this weekend. I caught yesterday mm -hmm. and today. All right, so yesterday, yes, yesterday was a lot of fun. But yesterday, there were some actual friars at Coors Field. This. So we're I'm sitting in the press box, look down. You know, before the game during batting practice, there will be you know some fans on the field who have the opportunity to watch batting practice. We see a couple of guys wearing like actual just these frocks. They look like monks. We're like, what's going on here? The Padres aren't playing. So I go down. To, uh, honestly, like I'm expecting to like not bully these guys, but just be like, what's going on here? And what it's okay this? if you want. You can bully people. What is this? Uh, so I kind of said that. I was like, what's going on here? What is what is this get up? And they were like, oh, we are Franciscan friars. So like actual, actual not a friars. gimmick or a costume. Not a gimmick. Okay. And what brought them to Coors Field? So they have been on a mission for the past 11 weeks. They went to all 30 ballparks and Coors Field was number 30. Wait. And the whole, I know. 
Incredible. That, that's a bucket list trip for anyone. I know. I was like, guys, I've done this too. Not in 11 weeks. That's yeah, so impressive. That's it took micro. me like six months. They <laughs> flew half of it and they drove half of okay. it. So they did about 9,000 miles of driving, 9,000 miles of flying, especially on the West Coast where things are much farther it away from everything up. else. But, you know, their whole mission was to, you know talk about the Lord and say some prayers for people in the cathedrals of baseball and watch some dingers and watch some dingers. The mission was to catch some dingers, Susie. I did appreciate they were like, Oh yeah, we always root for the home team and we have a winning record. So we're pulling for a Rockies win. So of course God was on the Rockies side Literally. at Saturday night. <laughs> that explains it. It explains it. Come on back. Friars, please come season back. ticket holders. Even if you want, give You're them welcome. season tickets. Um, did you get to ask them any, did, did they have a favorite ballpark that they've seen so far? You know what? I think they had a good time in San Diego. Yeah, that makes sense. They were Susan. very on brand. They did not have a good time in LA. Comma, no? Dodgers. Okay. So here's what happened at Dodger Stadium. So they go in their monk, not monk frocks, their friar frocks. There's a difference. <laughs> they go and people at Dodger Stadium were heckling them so much that they actually had to leave the game early because they just saw friars and they thought they were dressed as padres. And they were like, well, usually, you know, it. people let us talk and we <laughs> say we say prayers with people They're at the park and they just got booed horrendously <laughs> at Dodger Stadium to the point where they had to leave early. Someone tried to fist fight them. They weren't sure why. Yeah. That, so they, that's did, pretty funny. they did not have a good time at Dodger <laughs> Stadium, but they had a good time at Coors Field. I'm and glad they did. We had a good time having them there. The real news out of yesterday was the Daniel right. Bard extension. Two years, 19 mil. Boys are getting paid. And what do you earned. think, Brendan? Well earned, well deserved. You know, again, one of the bright spots in this in this season where there haven't been a ton. And really just the way the tail end of his career has gone is one of those great baseball stories. Just one of those stories that makes you feel good about, I don't know, just sticking with it. You know, just the, the, the I think... Being good in baseball is such a, f a fluid thing, for, particularly for pitchers, where kind of in basketball, once a player gets over, they're over. But baseball, year to year, month to month, there are these stretches where no matter how much muscle memory you seem to have, no matter how much you have the mechanics down, things get away from you. Things come back to you. And so to see him at this point in his career pitching this well and, and seeing the reward for it, it's really, really cool, Susie. I like that. Well said. Interesting that you said tail end of his career, because I kind of see it as a restart right. of second, his career. Second career. Even. A second yeah, career. Yeah, it's a better way to put it. Yeah. No, I'm happy for him. He had a lot to say. We'll get into that in a little bit, too. But on Saturday, the day that this extension was announced, he had his 22nd save of the season. He got a standing ovation coming into this game. He now is a one 0.86 ERA after that ninth inning shutout on Saturday. It's awesome. It's like 37 years old. That's crazy. He's 37. He's a, every time someone says he's 37, there's always someone else who says he's a young 37. Young, young for his age. He is a young 37. He took six years off. Rest of the old arm. Do we uh do we want to have a, a tough conversation a about tough Daniel Bard or, or where are we in the timing of the show, Susie? You as know far what? As ad breaks. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. You want to talk Daniel for a little bit? We can talk Daniel for a little bit. Do we have to talk about any sponsors? Oh, we can do that first if you'd like. <laughs> uh, hey, how about this sponsor? If you're familiar with the NVR, you're familiar with the partnership. DraftKings Sportsbook, 
America's top-rated sports book has a uh, can't-miss offer right now. Get in on the hottest sports action for your shot at cold, hard cash from DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for football season right now. New customers can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at a big win. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and propped, there are so many ways to play. There are so many ways to win with DraftKings Sportsbook. Best of all, it's safe, secure, reliable. Deposit, withdraw that cash whenever you want. After all, that's the point. It's your money. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. Ooh. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Risk-free bet paid out in the form of non-withdrawable free bet token. Max $1,000. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You talk real fast yeah, on those the, with those draft, I do with the DraftKings reads, you know? Uh, I've done a lot of them. You know what else I've done a lot of? Uh, pick of the weeks. And that's why we're going to stay with DraftKings. We're going to look... Yeah, let, what's your pick of the week? Well, let's look at today's slate of games, Susie. Monday's slate yes. of games. And how about Max Scherzer... Going up against the Washington Nationals, this time as a New York Met. Uh, Mets are the heavy favorites, so maybe not a ton of value, but you just got to like Mad Max in a game like that with a little extra behind it. So here's something I don't say very often in my life. Bet on the Mets. Why not? <laughs> you know what? I like it. I approve. You have my blessing to make this bet, to make this pick. Thank you, Susie. I would I would not bet against Max Scherzer. No way. Dude is crazy. He is he is insane. He's good at his That's job. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. <laughs> Sounds good. We're gonna get into Daniel Bard in a second, but let's finish recapping okay. this Dodgers let's series. Do it. Friday was a very close loss, a one-run game, and it also marked six six straight losses against the Dodgers. That is a tongue twister, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. That's tough. We saw a late-inning comeback that wasn't quite enough, but I think the concerning part in that game, Chad Cool only lasted three and two-thirds innings, and ever since that complete game shutout, he has not been that on fire Chad Cool that we have seen. He has not completed five innings in his last three outings. Yeah, it's problematic. And he was a force to start the season. He mm -hmm. was an unexpected contributor. Maybe not unexpected, but over overperforming a little bit. And man, has that swung back the other way. You know, not having your stuff is one thing, but not being able to eat up innings is another altogether. I mean, we're all baseball people here. Mm-hmm. It's you play series at a time, not not one game at a time, and so ha having to dip into that bullpen is never helpful. And so that's your job, particularly as a back end starter. Okay, maybe you're not always going to be the ace, but can you at least give them five innings, six innings? And right now he's struggling to to really eat deep deeply into ball games, and that's a problem. I mean, at least. The way this rotation is, it's like we've got Austin Gomber kind of toe in the line between is he a starter? Is right. he in the bullpen? Right. So at least he's been able to come in and and do that. Uh, Feltner, of course, we've got him as a long reliever too. So it's just like it's a little tricky. We've gotten some short starts out of our guys yeah. lately. Yeah, and it's that's just tough. That sets you back, and that adds up, and that compounds as, as the long season unfolds. So mm -hmm. we're I think we're seeing – some of that catching up with the Rockies a bit right now. Yeah. Um, Charlie Blackman on Friday had a tw was heading into that game, had a 20-game hitting streak. It ended on Friday when he went 0 for 4. Very 
uh, nasty-like. Yes, but I was really glad to see that hit streak happen <laughs> you were, altogether. Oh, you were glad to see the hit streak happen? happen. Uh, just... It's just really cool to me that that Chuck is is still a Rocky and still here, Mister Rocky. Mm-hmm. You know, as we we have coined that term for the Nuggets, and it's look, it's been a mostly fruitless season, but to see him get something going, produce a little bit, and hopefully, ideally, just having fun playing baseball, because for a lot of these guys, sometimes that's all you can ask for, mm-hmm. and that's also important too. So tough to see it end, but uh, good on the man for getting it going in the first place. Yeah, yeah, good for him. That's a positive spin right there. That is a positive spin there. I mean, hit streaks can't last forever. No, they cannot. We know this. But yeah, Friday was tough. Thursday was even tougher. That was that 13-0 absolute blowout. Did you catch any of that, Brendan? Oh, I caught a little bit. I was out to dinner, and Mm -hmm. every time I looked over at the big TV next to me, it looked worse and worse and worse. (laughs) And I thought about you and Patrick, and I thought... (laughs) I thought, this is tough to watch, but I don't have to do a show on it. They do. And, and I, now here you are doing a show on it. I know. Reaping what you I were, sow. You were, I know. I was going to call it reverse manifested it. I guess I did do that. <laughs> I was like, those suckers. Now here I am. Uh, I don't have my, many notes on that game. That, that's, I, well, no, no. Hang on. I have one here. What uh, did you write down? What did you write down? Not good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a fair assessment. We did see the debut of closer Brian Servin. That's right. Oh, yeah. It's a huge deal anytime we see a Rocky come in, a position player pitching, because Bud Black hates it. Right. Because it means that the game has gone horribly wrong. We're seeing that a lot in baseball this year, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if they're just probably more blowouts, but just just feel like I've seen a lot of uh, position players on the mound getting their moment. I mean, they're also getting a lot more attention. Cut four has a threat of every position True. player that pitches this True. season. They have fun with it. Uh, but yeah, Brian Servin got out there through maybe one of the best innings of that game. Five to a player. I've always said he's, you know, he's a complete player in that way. And they're underutilizing him, sticking him behind the plate. You know, I mean, I was jokingly calling him the Shohei Otani of oh, like the Rockies. I like that. <laughs> which I, yeah, got a kick out I'm of. I'm sure no one will uh, disagree. No one will disagree. He's our Shohei. Um, but he said he hadn't pitched in a game basically since high school. That's crazy. Were you uh, Were you much of a pitcher? No, I was never. Look at these arms. <laughs> <laughs> they skinny. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was a relief pitcher in my all-star middle school days and i used to get so fired up and so mad um and emotional my dad would give me uh, you ever hear the rubber band trick for stress oh like just you, a uh, little yep. you hit your yeah okay yeah so i was a little like five foot four long-haired dude just stomping around on the mound just slapping Were myself you an angry rubber pitcher? Band. i was i How? was mostly because i couldn't um pitch very well and that made me extremely <laughs> mad that would make me mad too. My uh, my softball career ended in fifth grade. Okay, was due it due to being terrible? Oh, I was gonna say, was it a horrific injury or just? <laughs> no, it was just you're not good at this, and you're. I was I was small. I was like sixty pounds. Really? Yeah, and I like have ADHD, so like I just like couldn't reel it in. They had to. I had to be the catcher. Mm. 
Not because of my tremendous baseball IQ, but because if they put me in the outfield, it just the game got real I long. I would I would get distracted. I'd be dancing. <laughs> I was I had no focus. I have to like really be behind the plate. Short and ADD, two things we have in common, Susie. Yes. Well, little us hadn't. Little you and adult me have in common. <laughs> exactly. Um, a funny story from Thursday that I got a kick out of. Hanser Alberto of the Dodgers. <clears throat> was playing rock, paper, scissors with young fans. And if they won rock, paper, scissors, they got a ball from him. Oh, that's awesome. I know. He was calling them little fans. I like asked him about it in the Dodgers clubhouse this week, or this weekend, rather. Uh, but yeah, he said that one kid challenged him to rock, paper, scissors. He was four games in. It was tied. And Justin Turner was like, no, you got to finish this. Yeah, yeah. So he was egging him on. So because he lost... He gave up a ball, but then other kids saw it and they wanted to join in. He ended up losing five balls. Crazy. So, man. Alberta, we know, not good at rock, paper, scissors. Terrible instincts there. <laughs> <laughs> Too trusting of children. Do you ever get a ball or like an autograph ball or anything? I don't have game? any autograph balls. I've acquired one ball from a game and it was a spring training game, mm. maybe in like 2018. Do you think if you caught a foul ball oh. and there was a kid in the vicinity, you would give? the ball to the kid i would i would i would yeah me too i definitely wasn't gonna say <laughs> something else <laughs> i would well i feel like if i get uh, if i catch a foul ball and if it's a good catch i'm gonna get attention they're gonna put me on tv or they're gonna put me on the big screen it, like i'm gonna get what i want out of it i don't need to keep the ball attention's all you need attention's like truly all i need it's like photosynthesis for Gestures a plant widely. yeah very true <laughs> i i'm not giving it Catch your own ball, kid. Life's about hard work, and sometimes you take L's. I'm just kidding. I would give the ball to a kid for sure. For Only sure. because of the pressure or because you the would pressure. want to? No, the, the pressure. pressure, yeah. <laughs> I want to look like I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, what if no one was watching? Then I'm keeping the ball. <laughs> but the kid was begging you. <laughs> please, <laughs> sir. Please, I want a ball. Learn how to read a fly ball, kid. Oh, my God. I had two feet under gracious. it. <laughs> That's brutal. It's stern but fair. Stern but fair. Listen, it's not a kid's game, okay? It's an adult's game. Okay, hold on. So foul ball is one thing. If you catch a home run. That I'm definitely keeping. I've never caught a home run. I've never caught a home run either. Well, so you have to keep it too, Susie. I, I'm, I'm torn on this one. I'm like, well, like a home run's really cool. This 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 handout generation doesn't need any more help. Wow. Susan. I'm just kidding. I really Don't am. be that guy. I really am. I'm he's, only like 29. He's I'm, being that guy. Are you 29 or are you like 59? I got a lot of handouts actually. Are you Gen life. X right now? I am. I, get off my lawn. Participation Susan. trophies. Get off of this lawn. <laughs> I was not expecting this energy out of you. That's what you get in the vote. That show. got really dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, he did. He was prepping himself. He didn't have the energy today. So maybe it's just like a Sunday tired. Yeah, I'm cranky. Vibe. I'm a cranky old man today. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning into that. Yeah, lean in. It's all good. <laughs> um, uh, happy to have you back, Brendan. Thanks, Susie. Happy to have I'm you back. I'm glad to be back. Um, let's get back into the Bard extension. We got a chance to talk to him a bunch this weekend. Um, and we do have some sound. I want us to play it for nice. you. But yeah, I mean, listen, this is a guy who has had, he's been on a journey and then he has been the center of so many trade rumor talks right. in the media, on social media. 
for the past couple of weeks. And I mean, I can't even imagine. So I mean, we obviously asked him about it. Sure. This is life, you know? If Real you get traded, being. you're going to have to move. He's got all these kids. They're very hyper. <laughs> His kids are hilarious. They have a lot of energy. I've never seen them walk. They have one speed. It's running <laughs> at all times. So imagine, I can't even imagine trying to move them to a new place. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyway, we want to have you listen to some sound from Daniel Bard coming off the news of his extension. Take a listen. Thinking of where I was, you know, three years ago and making the decision to, to pl try to play again and not knowing what that was going to look like or how long it would last or if anyone would even sign me um, to have a team, you know, make this kind of commitment and um, show uh, faith and belief in me is a uh, pretty cool, <laughs> to say the least. Daniel, over the past couple of weeks, there has been a lot of talk about you, a lot of trade rumors. Has any of that been a distraction? Most of the time, I think once the game kind of starts, it kind of, for me, it kind of goes out the window and you focus on winning the game that night for your team. So I'd be lying if I said I never thought about it. Definitely something that, like I said, you can't help but think about because it's, that's a, if it did, if it did go down, that's a massive change to put me in my life. So uh, definitely thought about it some, but it's nice to have that kind of put to bed for now. That's a great question, Susie. Thank you. Of course, I like how when I start talking, that is when the music starts. That's yeah, it's just... like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's so I noticed like... that too. I was like, oh, no, damn. That I know. That would happen to I Susie. Can't... Susie can't win. That's what we know. You asked a good question, though, and it's... I liked his answer because the one half of it, sure, we hear that from athletes all the time, and I'm sure it's true that when you're in the heat of doing what you do for a living, you know, the skill you've honed your whole life, you're probably pretty good at just doing that. But what you were just talking about going into that interview, it's not just the getting treated, it's the not knowing part. Mm -hmm. Knowing you have to move your entire family, stressful enough. Do I have to or not? That could change any minute, and I might be... I might not even be the first to know that is a stress that I think we forget to sort of incorporate into these are people mm -hmm. and to not carry that with them day to day uh, would be impossible. So I like that honest answer. Yeah, I did too. I also, I liked what he said about, he referenced his comeback and how, you know, a couple of years ago he took this risk. He made this jump like, oh, maybe I can come back to the majors after being gone for six years. He's like, I think I still got it. He didn't know if anyone would be interested in him. And now just a few years later, you know, the Rockies are making this big commitment to him. And I, I mean, it sounds like he's grateful for the Rockies taking that chance on him initially. So, I mean, I don't know if I was projecting a little or not, but I I feel like I heard a little like choking up in there when he started talking about it. Yeah, sure. You know, sure, I, it, it seemed a little emotional. I would imagine. I mean, look at his age during that phase of his career. I'm sure many, many times he would just thought, I'll never get to play this game again. And to decide you want back in to have someone give you that opportunity when really – you know, he definitely, he certainly wasn't guaranteed one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that in and of itself is incredible. But then to be able to take advantage of it and for them to reward him for it, it's probably a great feeling. Uh, and and again, this is just in a season where you're you're really stretching to find something to celebrate and enjoy. He has given us plenty of ammunition. Yeah, um, Bud Black and Bill Schmidt 
talked about this also. We got a chance to talk to both of them on Saturday. Buddy said that he said, we like a lot of our players. You try to keep the guys you want to keep. Yeah. I've been thinking about this quote. Mm -hmm. And first of all, you obviously know what he means. It sounds obvious, but there's this weird dynamic in baseball the last, what do you want to call it? We can just say 10 years. Keep it simple. Okay. It's probably been longer than that. Only a handful of teams at any given point are really competing. And everyone else is just sort of kind of running this business or kicking this can down the road in terms of like every time a player that's not one of those four teams uh, that's not playing for one of those four teams becomes good, a successful development story. Mm-hmm. The next question is like, okay, so when do they trade them? Every good player in baseball is like, when do they trade them? Mm-hmm. And at some point for some of these teams, doesn't doesn't the goal have to be obtaining and keeping good players? And so like, I certainly get a uh, manager's frustration on that perspective. Having said that, as it applies to this particular player, you, there are also some things to be realistic about. 37, when, you know, how long will he be this good? Will it be within a window of time where he can help a playoff team? Which I know the Rockies haven't ruled that out. I will probably do it for them. I don't view them as a playoff team. So does it make more sense to just trade him to a team that can really use him? And if you're doing that, you know, it's not necessarily like you're reneging on that support and commitment you just showed him. You gave him the money, and now you're maybe giving him this opportunity to go and compete one last time. So maybe there is a win-win proposition on the table here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know he's 37. He's a young 37. He's young. He's going to be, like, pitching until he's, like, Tom Brady's age. Yeah. yeah. Okay. However old he What is he, like, 50 now? Tom Brady. <laughs> 400 years old. He's 400 years well, old. What Bard needs to do is what Tom Brady's been doing, and that's drink child blood. Oh, I thought you were going into an athletic greens read. Oh, no. That would have been <laughs> I don't know what the reads smooth. are today. That would have been a really good transition. No, I was going to go into a tangent about child blood, but you're probably right. We can move on. Whatever you have next on the rundown. Where does Tom Brady get child blood? I don't know, but that's clearly the secret. I mean, just think about it for more than 10 seconds. That's what's happening. Got to be. In my opinion. Got to be. Well, listen, the Rockies kept a guy that they want to keep. We will see. What is going on with the rest of, I mean, we're heading into the trade deadline on Tuesday. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a busy day. For most of the league. Yeah. Allie, do we have Patrick yet? No, not yet. Not yet. That's slacker. When does he think the third segment starts? Oh, well, after this ad read, should I do that for you, Susan? (laughs) Let's do a a little ad read. We'll do it live. Let's talk about. Foco, Colorado sports fans, you're home for Denver sports coverage. That's us, Susie. Uh, <laughs> that is us. <laughs> we're partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. I'm talking about Foco, to secu- uh, we're teaming up with them to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, Buffs, or Rapids, Foco will have something for you or a loved one. Looking to get a gift for a diehard sports fan, they have officially licensed gear. Officially license gear so uh, look we know the bobblehead game can be dangerous a lot of knockoffs out there you want the officially licensed stuff and foco's got it excuse me so head over to foco.com right now and use promo code dnvr for 10 percent off excuse me again that's seltzer it's very bubbly oh, you got some seltzy bubbles going I got, on i got a little seltzy you got seltzy throat i do i should <laughs> i've learned this lesson so many times live on the air and i keep doing it 
Oh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, the Colorado Golf Association mm. is having an awesome raffle going for all of our golf fans out there. Check out the Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Prizes include stay and play packages at uh, Wallier Blue Golf Course in Maui. I've been to Maui, Susie. It's really nice. I have also been to Maui, and I can agree. It's nice as hell. Very nice. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Whistling Straits, a Naples golf tour, and Palm Beach golf tour, as well as a $5,000 gift card to Bandon Dunes. Anyone who enters before July 14th will be eligible to win an early bird prize or a VIP experience at the 2022 BMW Championship. Yo, this is like a crazy raffle. A lot of good rewards here. Yeah. Where the winner will get an inside the ropes experience and walk with the players in the event. Gosh darn. Uh, all proceeds and uh, benefit the CGA community programs, including Youth on Course, Solid Caddy, and Leadership Academy. Youth on Course allows kids 18 and under to play courses around the state for $5 or less, and the Academy is a flagship program at the CGA for kids to caddy in a two-year training program. Head to coloradogolf.org to get your tickets today. I like it. None, Suze. We're back. Is that we're back? All right. Now, while we wait for Patrick, let's talk about some of the other trades that have happened ahead of the deadline. We know that the busiest time will be like these next couple of days, but we've already seen some action for sure. Um, one, one of them is a name familiar to us. Former Rockies reliever Philip Deal, along with outfielder Tyler Naquin in Cincinnati, went to the Mets. Nice. Uh, the Mets. The Mets. The Mets are doing all the Mets. Now also have Daniel Vogelbach and Michael Perez. Gee, I can't tell if the Mets are, are like legit good or not. I just can't tell. I know they're spending money. They're trying to be good. They're doing things like a good team, but they're still the Mets. So it makes it makes it kind of tough. I mean, the Mets are always going to Met. The Mets are also 64 and 37. Yeah. No, I know. Like they are by all accounts a, a good team on paper. But just by virtue of the name on the jersey, I don't trust it. <laughs> Never trust it. Never trust it. I mean, it's just they're hilarious. I'm glad that they exist to always give us punchlines. But yeah, they are they are going for it. Yeah. I mean, as they should. As they should. And also, speaking of going for it, the Mariners added right-handed pitcher Luis Castillo, also from Cincinnati. So I, th I see the Mariners as another team where we're just like, okay, like now is the time. Let's go in. And on the other side of the fence, what we were just talking about, Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. uh, um, oh, we've got a good player. We'll flip him for more good players. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see if maybe one day they'll be as good as he was. Uh, but no, they, uh, three of their top four prospects, including uh, Marte heading over. Yeah. So yeah, lots of action already. Uh, Tampa Bay took a guy from... The National League West. David Peralta, outfielder for formerly of the Diamondbacks. So I know our friends at PHNX Diamondbacks are mourning that loss. Yeah. I don't know much about how Peralta's playing at this stage in his career. I can't, I'm not going to lie to you, Susie. I'm not watching every Diamondbacks game. Wow. What I know, a, this I know is that's harsh. a crazy revelation. Very off-brand. I've skipped some. I've skipped some. Now, he's definitely... He could be a Rocky killer for sure. So I personally... For the for the sake of the Rockies and I'm the quality of our him, of our podcast, yeah. I'm I'm happy to see him go to Tampa Bay. They seem like they they want to make some moves. Yep. Let them make the moves. And then uh, obviously, my card said Sosa on the move for Romero. Um, that's not the trade I'm interested in, Susie. 
What are you interested uh, there's in? There's a particular fellow named Juan Soto out there. Um, that's the trade I'm hoping to see happen for my favorite team. But I will stop talking about that now immediately because we're on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Okay, well, we we, we can talk about where you think Juan Soto is going to go. Why do you think he's going to go to the Cardinals? Well, do I they just, need a Juan Soto? I mean, everyone needs a Juan they Soto. They do, yeah. Well, what I've seen is that they're rumored to be right in the mix with the Padres, which makes me think it'll definitely be the Padres. <laughs> so, that's a loss for all of us. We'll see what happens. I mean... Uh, could you imagine if Juan Soto ends up in San Diego while Patrick is there? That'd be pretty cool for uh, Patrick, but not for uh, not for any fans of anyone else in the division. Um, speaking of Patrick, do we have a Patrick Lyons on the line? Let's get him in here. We miss him so much. But yeah, Patrick is in San Diego right now. He's going to be bringing us coverage. We can see him on a monitor super far away from us. Patrick, how are you doing? Not as good as you guys in the new studio without me. It's glorious. Um, I have to be totally honest with you, Patrick. The lighting in here is remarkable. Like it's going to be selfie central up in here after this show. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed there are not more air plants uh, around there. There definitely needs to be some crystals. <laughs> we uh, we need crystals. Terminated quartz. We need some double terminated quartz. Yeah, I said it. We need it. <laughs> um, uh, total honesty, I've been like researching which crystals to sneak into the Rockies clubhouse to kind of change the turn vibes. Turn the luck around. Yeah, we need to turn the luck around. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for like bringing some rocks in and hiding them around the clubhouse <laughs> um but, but we're gonna find out real fast if i get my credentials revoked or not look they're they're called the rocks but maybe well after you get in there they'll be also called the minerals and the oh gems. my god oh my god He's been we, on missed this. we missed this patrick we missed, uh we missed your uh your puns puns is that a pun that's a pun a joke whatever Generally. whatever you, whatever you call humor we missed it all right, so tell yeah, us it. tell us what you've been up to in San Diego. When did you arrive? What have you eaten? What's going on there? I had three cups of coffee before I ate anything today. So that is good or bad, depending on how you want to look at it. Hit one of my favorite spots up that's right by the airport. I don't know if you know this, but the airport, there's a landing strip directly next to the elephant uh, corral in the, the San Diego Zoo. The airport is like right on top of the city. It's right there. It's it's kind of wild. They, they, there's not like oh. late night flights in San Diego because you literally you're in Little Italy. The planes will come in right overhead, screaming hot. It's huh. crazy, but it's also it's awesome. It's great. I'm realizing um, yeah. I'm realizing I've never flown into San Diego. I've been to San Diego a million times. I've never flown in. I've only driven in. I don't know. I had no idea. Yeah, no, Thank you for the intel. It's, yeah, it's a little bit of smaller of an airport, but again, reduced flights because of, of where it's located exactly. That's why you're always going to get, you know, final game of a series will be a day game. Unlike LA when they're like, all right, well, we're going to schedule a game for seven o'clock at night. And meanwhile, you got to go to New York the next day. Dodgers are not cool like that. But luckily, the city of San Diego is like, Padres, you can't do whatever you want because we have an airport like on main street. So uh, that was interesting. I went to bird rock coffee roasters, which is uh, also a favorite spot of Connor Joe's. No way. They came back. Oh yeah. He had his whole beans that of course he would, 
you grind them down at home so they're a little fresher. If you're doing a French press or something like that, so bird rock coffee roasters is, what, is great. Is this what Connor Joe does when he wants a cup of coffee at home? Probably. It could be a good 10 minute process. It's it can be very romantic. I don't I haven't um Are I you loved on myself that way in a while, but it's a whole process if you get the beans, everything you, you do said. a manual burr. If you've used a manual burr before, you don't want to use a machine. Because mm-hmm. there's too much heat and you lose some of the oil from the coffee beans, you need a manual burr. This is true. That you put it in your French press, hot water, you leave it in there for four minutes to steep. It's it's a whole thing. Is that how you Connor make your Joe coffee every morning? Are you are you a whole beans guy, Patrick? Are you a whole bean guy? Always, always. Again, well, of course he guy, is. You gotta ground your own beans. Nah, I'm, Listen, I'm all about convenience. But. If you do the little things, Brendan, the big things take care of themselves. I don't know anyone who says that regularly. That's it. It's actually it's like a coffee phrase, believe it or not. It's a, I think you can get it on a mug at Starbucks. Um, and it's really all about grinding your own beans. But across the street was uh, is the Crack Shack, a really great place to get uh, fried chicken. Uh, also learned there's one in Denver now, in like Greenwood Village. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Crack Shack. Really got- good. Yeah, I'm starving, actually. I've been at a ballpark all day. I'm hungry. All right, yeah, so you, no, did you eat? There's, not, there's no fried food there. No, you know no, that. no fried food at Coors Field at all. Um, so wait, did you eat the fried chicken? What did you? What have you eaten today? Just fried chicken and a small order of fries. There was a line uh, at Crack Shack, so of course I said, you know what, let me have my third cup of coffee, order it for pickup, walk across the street, grab it, come back, eat a fried chicken sandwich while I chug my third cup of coffee. It's great for my digestive system. There's too much oxygen down here at sea level. Too much. I'm not feeling well. I'm referring reverse altitude sickness. Oh my god. I don't know gosh. what this is. I'm not feeling great. I'm all right. I'm so sorry to hear it. Listen, I have, I have not talked to you for an extended period of time in, I feel like it's been forever. It's been like, you know, maybe a day, but um, (laughs) as we are heading into the trade deadline, you know, you're going to be on the ground floor with the Rockies. If any moves happen there, Um, what do you see happening? What what is your take on what we're going to see in the next couple of days? What are you bracing for? Man, it's, it's hard to put your finger on it a little bit. I, I think, you know, there was some hopeful optimism, I think a month ago when the poll that I took of uh, the respected people that we work with in the press box was like two people would get traded, which is not a ton, but it's something. It's a step in the right direction, an acknowledgement that, okay, let's wave the white flag a little bit here and say, you know, this season is is a lost cause, but we can help ourselves in the future. Now, it seems much closer to zero players will get traded, but, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping that Bill Schmidt is is treating this a lot like, you know, the offseason when it first started back up after the lockout and in a very short amount of time, kept his cards close to his chest uh, and his vest, uh, not his black vest. Uh, he kept them close to his green pants, I should say. But ultimately, <laughs> and they signed Chris Bryant. They make the trade for Randall Grichuk. They make some, you know, shrewd and savvy moves to sign Iglesias, Colome, and Cool to one-year deals. And so possibly, quite possibly, that could be what, we see here is maybe two guys getting moved. Alex Colome, Jose Iglesias being the the two most likely players uh, that you could get, you know, something substantial. Other than that, you know, there hasn't 
many players you typically say is on the trade market that have helped their value. I mean, think back a month ago, Chad Cool has a, a three-hit complete game shutout against the Dodgers. Everyone in the National League has to be salivating at that, saying, wow, okay, if this is what he can do against the Dodgers, we, we pay a, a pretty penny for that. And unfortunately, the Rockies are not aggressive enough, and they wait around. The month of July goes by. You look at his last start. He can't even get through the fourth inning, and you might not be able to get anything for him. And, you know, that's, that's obviously disappointing. You have to be a little bit aggressive on the trade market, you know, to move guys like that. So no one's really hot at the right time. Iglesias still has all his value from, you know, the beginning of the season. Same thing with Colome. And the, the latest guy that I think you could throw out there and say he's hot at the right time, doing it against the Dodgers, only has a year left before he becomes a free agent, will only make $6 million next year because Toronto is paying – a good $4 million or so of that, Randall Gritchick, eight RBI this weekend against the Dodgers. He could be one of those candidates where if they trade him, that's not a major move. Bill Schmidt said a major move is not coming. The trade of Randall Gritchick wouldn't be major. It would be a small move, but it would be one at least in the right direction that says, hey, you know what? We, li- we need to live to fight another day. Obviously, a lot of fans have seen deadlines come and go here with the Rockies without necessarily desired results depending on depending on your perspective I think a lot of people when it comes to sure he's not hot at the right time but a guy like CJ or a guy like Bard and when you hear when you hear they're not likely to be moved literally the first question is why I mean so I just if you could play the devil's advocate case for um not moving Grandel right now or not moving Bard right now or, or not taking advantage of CJ. What is it that the, the Rockies are hoping to sort of obtain and, and tap into down the line? Well, there there's two types of players that they could look to move at the trade deadline. They're, they're the guys that are on the one-year deal and they're, they're kind of not as important. Um, but I think ultimately one of the reasons why they might not get moved is the offers are, are really insignificant. And I think, uh, I think unfortunately the Rockies should take you know 50 cents on the dollar on a guy who maybe who's going to be a free agent in a couple months just to get themselves into the conversations just to say hey look we're playing the same game as the other GMs we're we're willing to negotiate that's a starting point and maybe the next deal that they make it's 75 cents on the dollar or maybe they actually get their asking price you got to play the game a little bit and I think there's a lot of teams in and around baseball that aren't really interested in trying to do business with the Rockies because they could get all the way down to the last minute and and, and agree to a deal and the owner could potentially step in or, you know, again, something just doesn't work out. So uh, as Bill Schmidt said on Saturday in the dugout, basically saying, you know, teams have called and said, Hey, you know, how how do you feel about this guy? No real offers because again, not even worth their effort to make a, a definitive offer because, you know, the conversation, could could be very long and it's just a waste of time so those small guys maybe you should just take what you can get but to your question ultimately brendan about the bigger players the rockies feel that they've got a core they've got players that can come back next year again gritchick crone they still have one more year left uh, until they become free agents and so maybe just maybe in 2023 you can catch lightning in a bottle and say well when chris bryant was healthy at least before you know the the start of the second half where they've been three and seven since the all-star break you say maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle the rotation is is better than uh what they've been this year then you can maybe get the second or third wild card that's not terribly exciting right it's not we're going to go out and win the nl west but it it does provide some hope and i think that's 
that's the idea behind that is, you know, we, we keep these big cornerstone guys to maybe have a chance next year. Because if we trade them, even if we get, you know, fair value, it doesn't move the needle very much on, on the future. It does move it a little bit. And I think that's an important thing. And I've got an article coming out on the dnvr.com about moving that needle and looking ahead and saying, here's why it's important to, to maybe take 50 cents on the dollar. Because guess what? When you don't have two quarters to rub together in three, four years, when Zach Veen and Drew Romer are up and Ryan McMahon and Kyle Freeland in the final years of their deal, you're going to wish that maybe you had traded Jose Iglesias or Alex Colome or Randall Gritchick and got something for the future. But if they get nothing for it now, it might impact them more negatively in the future than next season. So it's just, uh, it comes down to a fundamental disagreement with the fan base in terms of how close they are to something competitive. Yeah, I, I understand. I do understand that, you know, you could trade away just about everyone. You could even trade, you know, Herman Marquez. You're going to get a decent haul for him, uh, even though he's having a, a down year in general. But you know, you could get a, a package of players and they might not really contribute much to the future, right? Uh, studies basically show, you know, the, the bigger the name of the player, the uh, the less uh, of the return that the team is going to get that that gives them up. You, you just, you know, Juan Soto is going to get the top four players and the Cardinals or Padres system, whatever it may be, and they're still going to end up getting their butts whipped on that deal. But that's just kind of the business that, you know, uh, that, that, that these teams are in and uh, it, it's a no-win situation. So you try to make the best of it. And so I, I think the Rockies would, would rather, you know, stay with the, the one that, that got them to the dance than, you know, make, make a trade for, for something better down the line. That certainly is not guaranteed. Okay. All right, Patrick, final thoughts. You mentioned that conversation with Bill Schmidt in the dugout on Saturday after that extension was announced. What stood out to you the most about what he had to say about this extension? Well, there, as far as the extension goes, um, I, I thought it was you know really interesting how much it was hammered home about players, if they like the Rockies, are a rare thing. And so whenever you have someone that's interested in you like that, you really need to covet that. And so uh, I, I think that that's certainly true. Uh, Susie, I think you and I kind of had a, a little discussion or a little back and forth about that because it's, it's strange, you know, for, uh, I know some guys might uh, remember back to you know, middle school, high school. If a girl was interested in you, Okay, well, you were interested in them. Like, I, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what their deal is, but I'm interested. If you like me, I like you. Yeah. Like, that's like that, that's, actually, <laughs> at 30. Right? I think that makes a lot of sense, I think, for, for all of us, really, no matter the gender. So, um, I, I think, there, I think there, there's something to that. And so, the Rockies kind of covet those guys. But the interesting thing is, if you look at, you know, March, when the lockout ended, if you played hard to get, and you say, you know what, uh, we're not going to sign the, the people that want us. We're just going to wait. We're just going to sit back. At a certain point, it's like musical chairs. There's only going to be so many chairs, and someone's going to be left out. They've got nowhere to sit, and you're going to say, hey, you, you want to come talk to me? I mean, that's what happened with Jose Iglesias. There was no other market for him uh, at shortstop, ultimately. Alex Colome, Chad Cool. So you can still bring those guys in. They may not want to really sign with you, but nevertheless, they are going to because you're giving them guaranteed money. You're giving them an opportunity to continue their career. It's a major league deal. They're going to have an opportunity to, you know, to show what they're made of and, and possibly 
you know, leverage that into a deal the next year. So the Rockies, I don't think need to just go to the dance with, with those people that are interested in them. Um, but, it, but it did make me think back to, to John Gray last year who said, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested in you guys. And they played a little footsie and, you know, off season came and it turned out John Gray was, you know, he was like, no, I, I just I'm trying to get other people interested by, you know, showing that you're interested. And now there's not a qualifying offer. Now we're not really dating anymore. It's, it's kind of a, a whole thing. And so I think, uh, Susie, you had asked the question like, hey, what was the timeline on this? And it was basically at the beginning of July uh, when they were in L.A. for the 4th of July that things started to speed up. And I think you know, the Rockies and, and rightfully so to a degree, if they wanted to keep Daniel Bard, they had to do it and sign him before the trade deadline. They couldn't afford to let this situation become what it was for John Gray. So then you say, all right, well, how much is he worth? I would have thought two years, 15 million, maybe 16 million would have got it done. But because they had that, that deadline of getting it done before the trade deadline, you had to probably pay an extra two, $3 million ta tax for him to, to stay there. So uh, and if he, you know, if he, if he becomes a free agent or you trade him away, you still probably would have had to sign him for a two year, $19 million contract regardless. But uh, it is interesting, you know, that narrative of, well, they're interested in playing here. And so we're, we're interested in, in having them, which again, has a lot of value. And that's only part of it with Daniel Bard, because he brings so many more things to the table. He's a very grounded person. And Susie knows a lot more about that than I do, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, I, I think it's a nice deal for him. I'm, I'm obviously uh, very happy for his family, um, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Let's, let's leave it on a good note, because all is fair in love and baseball. Nice. Right? Nice. There we go. Patrick, thank you for hopping in. Good He's going to be with us tomorrow, still from San Diego. We're going to get more into all of that. Nice. I'm jealous. But yeah, I know. I've like, he's just in like the best weather market. <laughs> At a great time. I could, it's a market. It's a city. Yeah. Best, best weather, best weather market. market out there. Market. <laughs> yeah. I'm a psycho. All right. Well, this has been fun. Oh, I had a blast, Susie. And Brendan's going to be with us all freaking week. So this is going to be such a treat. Thank you for, thank you to the DNVR Nuggets community for letting us have you. They didn't. They didn't. Up, they didn't. No, they didn't put up much resistance. <laughs> I was a little offended at how little resistance they put up, but I'm happy to be here. I'm I see happy. it as we won the trade. Let's go. So Works let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And you know what they say about the end of podcasts. End of podcasts is that I don't know how to end them. Nice. We'll see you soon.